When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. Happy Friday. I hope you guys had the best week ever. I uh, know that I did. I am also very, very happy that it is the weekend. I am in, like, holiday mode where I just, like, don't want to do anything for the rest of the year, like, work-wise. So I'm, like, ready for some time off from work to like hang with the fam, relax, just chill out and like not have to worry about anything. And I'm almost there only a couple days left. And then I am off from work for like a week and then a couple more days. And then I'm off again for new year's. So it's like that last push at the end of the year before, like you get some time to chill before you like jump in to the new year. And it's my favorite time of year, though. I'm slacking on the Christmas shopping. I haven't even started. And Christmas is next weekend. I I like literally always wait until the last minute. But we're back. I know last weekend was a little bit rough. I was in Charleston. Um, that was so much fun. Just a quick little trip for the Southern Hospitality Season 2 premiere party. The best couple of days I could have asked for. I was so bummed because I was supposed to go to the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip premiere party for the Roni Legacy on Tuesday, but that was just like cutting it too close to when I got back from Charleston. So I wasn't able to make it, but it looked so nice. I know like everyone that I know that went had like such a good time and don't you worry about it. We are going to talk about um, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy, episode one today. So the first three episodes dropped on Hulu. I watched the first two, but I at least want to cover the first episode with you guys. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. We're going to cover Beverly Hills. We're going to cover um, Girls Trip. We got some news topics to talk about. There's some crazy shit going on um, that we need to get into a lot that happened over the last couple of days, and I can't wait to just get right into it with you guys. So let's go. All right, guys, I want to start off by talking a little bit about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So another episode has come. 
I want to know what you guys are thinking about this season. I know it started off a little bit slow in the beginning, for me at least, but like I feel like it's gained its momentum and like now we're getting into like the good stuff. Um, I was a little surprised because the other day the mid-season trailer had already dropped. So I was like, oh my God, are we already midway? And then I looked and we were already like on episode eight and I was like, where has the time gone? Um, But we are, we're midway through. There's still so much drama to come based off of the mid-season trailer. So I can't wait to see what all of that is going to like bring to the table. It's just... What a time, guys. What a time to be alive. Literally, Bravo the other day, like, dropped, like, the schedule for, like, what they have airing in the week. And it's, like, Monday, Below Deck. Tuesday, Salt Lake City and Winter House. Wednesday, Real Housewives of Miami. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then on Thursday, it's, like, Southern Charms, Southern Hospitality. And then they're doing a replay of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, And then, like, it's just, like, booked and busy. They keep us booked and busy. But... I did really enjoy this episode of Beverly Hills. They started off with like Sutton planning her anniversary party. It was like the four year anniversary of her store, which I believe is called like the Sutton concept or something like that. And uh, I'm not going to lie, like no shade to Sutton. It's just like, I've never really seen anybody in that store. Now I don't live in, LA, so I don't know what it's like on a daily basis, but I've never seen anyone even in there shopping like when she's filming. So I was a little surprised, but she's doing something right because she's been open for four years. So it was just a little odd. I was like, this place is always empty. It's like she only uses it to like bring some of the girls in to have lunch to film a scene or like she throws a party there. I was just like, what's going on? But regardless, it is like amazing that she has been able to last for so long um, in the spot that she's in. Obviously, you know that these housewives, a lot of them have had like little boutiques and not all of them have made it, right? Obviously, you know, years and years ago, Lisa Rinna had her um, Bella Grace, I believe is what it was called, or Grace Bella. Um, And then Kyle had a store um, and that like that didn't end up like making it, but Four years and Sutton's still holding strong. So congratulations to her. Um, even though Sutton, I do love me some Sutton, even though she's coming for my girl Kyle, what seems like a lot this season so far. Um, but I still like her. I, I do. Like, there's just something about her. Like, you just can't, you can't hate, you can't hate the girl. The woman, sorry, she's not a little girl. But... We then get into a scene after um, Sutton is planning her party and we get to see Kyle meet with like her therapist and her life coach. And let me tell you this part, like tugged on my heartstrings. I felt so bad for Kyle because she was talking about the passing of her best friend, Lorraine and uh, like the fallout with Kathy and like feeling that like, one thing that she always had that was stable was her marriage. And even that is like not what it used to be. And she literally broke down and I felt so bad for her. And I couldn't imagine what it's like losing 
someone that has been in your life that long as like a friend. I mean, they were friends for, oh my God, like forever. I think she said they met in like kindergarten or something when they were like seven. So like 40, 50 years. But I mean, it was to the point where like Kyle even said that she was going to be the one that would like, she was in her will to like take care of her money and like her children, if anything were ever to happen to her and Mauricio. So like that bond was so strong and it tore her apart. It tore her apart because she had no answers as to like what happened. And it was just so sad to watch because she really did break down. And I'm wondering if like that just made her put like some perspective on life and made her maybe change her habits of what she's doing. Cause obviously we know she's not drinking at the moment. Um, she's really working on like her health and fitness and, she has like new friends and Morgan and really just trying to like surround herself maybe with people who are kind of like into the same things that she's into now is like, she's progressing in life. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I felt so bad for her. Like I, I did. It was just so sad to watch. And it, I believe that was in May. I think she said it was May 1st was, the day that it happened. Um, So that, I mean, Hey, you never know. That could have been the catalyst to make her change. Like maybe the way that she was like living her life or, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to figure out, but sending nothing but love to Kyle. It was so sad to watch. And I just, I love her. I really do. Um, We then, (laughs) Uh, get our first glimpse into, guys, I don't, I believe her name is Anna Marie, but the way it's spelled is like Anne Marie, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. We get a glimpse into her home. Guys, I have some thoughts on this whole entire scene that drove me crazy. Okay, she has beautiful children. Her house is gorgeous. Um, She talks about how she met her husband and she knew instantly that um, he was going to be the one. And she made a comment and I want to know what you guys think about this because she made a comment that said that her husband told her that he married her because she is an 8.5 on everything. She is not a 10 in looks, not a 10 in sports, but she's an 8.5 across the board with everything. I don't think that is something that you should be telling people that your husband said. And then she said, oh, wait, he told me my body's a 9.5. Like, what? Are you okay? Like, ma'am, like, I really don't think that that's something you should have, like, said to the public. It doesn't, like, come off the way that I think you thought that it did. And it kind of makes us look a little bit sideways at your husband which we already are looking a little sideways. If you've seen the news articles, all those alleged things that are going down. I mean, none of us really know what the situation is, but I just didn't really like that. I was like, girl, you need to run. Like what in the world? Like it was just wild. It was, I wonder if when she said it out loud, if she thought to herself, like, wait, like that doesn't like seem like appropriate. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even if that's what he thought, he could have at least lied to her 
and like told her she's tens across the board, not 8.5s. Like, what the fuck? It was a little strange. I was not a fan of that moment, but I did like seeing her children. It's like so nice when you get a new housewife and you get the first glimpse into their home to see like how everything like operates and it's on, you get to know them on like a more personal level. So I am interested to see more of her and what she brings to the table. She did bring some stuff at the end of this episode, which we're going to get into. So it was just very good to see. We then get to a scene with Erica Jane. And let me tell you guys, I will say this. I feel like Erica Jane is having her redemption. Don't at me. I don't care what you think. (laughs) about my opinion, I just really feel like we are getting, like, the old Erica back, right? Like, she seems like she doesn't have, like, the weight of the world and this lawsuit on her shoulders anymore, and she just seems like she's overall just, like, in a better place. I loved to see her, like, tell her mother that, like, she got her Vegas residency. It was so cool to see the moment of her sitting down with her team and saying, like, she got it. She's going back into performing, which really, like, throughout the seasons, like, is where she belongs. Like, she belongs on stage. She's, like, a gay fucking icon. And, which I was very surprised, because, like, I remember when she got on the show, and they would always say, like, she would play clubs in, like, Greece and, like, all these. She would always just, like, play gay bars and, like, all that stuff. I had never heard of Erica Jane. But... I'm obsessed now. Let me tell you that much. And I loved the fact that we got to see the moment where really she had everything taken away from her when everything went down with Tom. And now she's slowly getting like herself back. And that's one thing that I wish I would have seen when I was in Vegas for BravoCon was um, her residency. I didn't get to, but there's a couple things that I didn't get to do when I was in Vegas and I'm going to go back and do them. That is on my list. As long as she is still performing, like when I decide to go maybe sometime next year, but she was so proud to like tell her mom talking about how, like when she was little, she would always talk about Vegas and like now she's going to have a residency there. It is like a full circle moment for her. And it was just so nice to see her mom. Like, it's just like her mom, you know, like her response is like, oh, do you want me to come see it? Like all this stuff. And it was just, wasn't the response really that I thought that like she would have gotten from her mother. Like you'd think she would just be like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Unless it was because we only saw a small portion of the conversation. We don't know what was cut out, right? But speaking of FaceTimes, we then get to see um, Kyle FaceTime Morgan Wade. And they're talking about the event that she's going to for Sutton's anniversary store, the Sutton's anniversary for her store. And Kyle is telling Morgan, like, the accusations about the ring that she was wearing at that, like, CBD dinner and how... The girls were really, like, accusing it. They were making the whole situation really be about the ring 
being some sort of gift because Mo had like cheated on her and whatnot. And uh, I loved when Kyle like had that gorgeous necklace on. I don't know where the hell she got that from. That was beautiful. I love how she said like, I wonder what rumors are going to start when they see this. Like maybe Mo has a family in another country or maybe I do like just kind of insinuating that like everything that she wears now, like if they haven't seen it before, they're going to think it's a gift for like his infidelity, which is just like so beyond. And really that's the way that they're making it seem because Garcelle and Sutton are like really pushing the relationship, like storyline information, like really wanting her to like, say something that it doesn't seem as though she's ready to say because she doesn't even really know what's going on with their relationship. So it's a little annoying to watch, like let her tell it in her own time. Stop trying to like pull it out of her. And I get it. Like you have a job and like your job is to make good TV. So you're really just doing what you need to do to like make everything go along. But there should be some situations where you let, come to surface like naturally and this seems like it should be one of those situations i was obsessed with seeing kim richards go to sutton's party with kyle it was amazing i am so happy to see the little bits and pieces that we are getting to see of her this season it's so like you miss, you miss, like everyone misses Kim Richards, right? Like, I mean, at least I know I do. And I will say this you, many of you guys know him, Steven from Faces by Bravo. He was at this event and he was in the background. And his reaction to seeing Kim Richards, I feel like, was all of us. He was so excited. Like, he stopped in his tracks and, like, it was just so funny to see. It would have been all of us. It seemed like, Everybody was happy to see Kim, like, across the board. So, hopefully we get to see more and more of her as time goes on. Maybe eventually we'll get the three of them on screen. Kim, Kyle, Kathy, who's to say? Um, There was a little bit of awkwardness, though, when Kim went up to say hello to Sutton. Sutton was already in the middle of a conversation with, it looked like, two other people. And Kim awkwardly like went up to say hello to her and kind of just inserted herself and Sutton had introduced her to these two women one of which was an artist and (laughs) I can't Kim goes I'm kind of an artist too you know like I draw on walls with markers and stuff (laughs) like she's like no I know you're like a real artist but like that's what I do and it was just so funny to watch her quirkiness is just, like, next level. I just, like, I fucking love Kim Richards. And you know what? If you ever want to come to my house, Kim, bring your Crayola set, and I'll let you go to town on my walls, all right? I'll let you, whenever, you, I'll buy your ticket, girl. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, It was just so funny. We then get into um, the girls kind of, like, going at it a little bit because... Sutton goes, oh, I'm going to have, like, my first drink of the night, like, if that's okay with mom, like, looking at Kyle, and it's like, really, girl, like, 
maybe you should just focus on your party and not focus trying to pick a fight or resolve some type of issue with one of your girlfriends on what's supposed to be like a night of celebration for you. That was so annoying to me. Like, it was just so ridiculous. Kyle explained herself and said, like, I didn't say you have a drinking problem. I said in that moment, I didn't know if you had had one drink or multiple. And that was what was causing you to, like, act the way that you were. It, they, for now, seem to have squashed the beef. But Sutton did say in her confessional, like, they may have to, like, start their friendship from scratch and, like, build a new one because of what had happened. And that just seems so ridiculous. If I were Kyle, I would be like, no, thank you. I don't want to be your friend anymore. That's not worth it for me. Um, like, it was just like the little digs that like, were not flying with me. Um, so it was just, it was a lot. Thank God. Kyle had Kim with her and Sutton even said like, Kim knows what she's doing. She's not stupid. She brought, or sorry, Sutton said, Kyle knows what she's doing. She's not stupid. She brought Kim to show that she has a relationship with one sister after Sutton had said, you lost both sisters. Do you want to lose the third? I mean, is that the case? Who's to say? If it is, she's smart because all she had to do was make a phone call and say, hey, can you come with me to prove these bitches wrong? And that if that is the case and that's what happened, then... Okay, then it seems like her and Kim are good. So let it die. Let it go. So it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot. Because then they get into Kyle wearing another ring. And it was like the Tiffany True ring. And you got Garcelle and Sutton in their confessionals reading the description of this Tiffany True ring. And they... uh, are driving me a little nuts with the speculation on the jewelry. Like, oh my God, they're driving me crazy. They are driving me nuts with this. Um, was it funny that they knew exactly what ring it was? And the editors put a picture of the ring on the TV screen with the price point, And then they were reading the description of what it is. 100%. It was amazing. I'm just like a little annoyed with it. Like, let it go. Let it go. It's just too much. Um, I did like the little bit of a tift that Sutton and Dorit and like Crystal and all of them had where Sutton had confronted Dorit about Crystal telling her that Dorit said that she has a drinking problem. And where's Crystal in this? She's sitting on the couch Nowhere to be found. She wanted no involvement in this. She was just chilling on that sofa, minding her business. And Dorit's like, well, I'm going to go find Crystal and I'm going to talk about it. And so she finds Crystal. She sits down, asks her about what happened. And then Crystal's confessional was fucking hilarious in that moment where she said like, oh my God, like you never know what to expect when you are going to be the victim of Dorit coming at you for something. She's like, I don't ever wish it upon anyone. I saw her walking up to me and like, just like the play by play was hilarious. And then they just show little clips of Dorit, like talking so much and like crystal, like 
mm-hmm, okay, like all that. Like nobody wanted anything to do with that confrontation. Um, I will say though, I literally almost fell to the ground, which I'm sorry, guys, if you hear sirens in the background, that's probably the ambulance coming to get me because I almost fell to the ground when I heard this next comment. Um, All the ladies are sitting down and somehow it gets brought up about Sutton's like esophagus, like her esophageal, her esophagus. It's her esophagus, but like her issues. I don't know the word that I'm looking for. Her small esophagus. They the issues get brought up, and we get Anna Marie, who is like questioning everything about it, and she says that like everything Sutton is saying like does not make sense, and just asking her questions about like what she does or like how she like treats this or like just stupid stuff, right? And Erica motherfucking Jane came in with the best part of the night and said, I figured out why Sutton doesn't get a second date. It's because she's not deep throating because she has a narrow esophagus. Oh Oh my God. You can't make this stuff up. That was such a good read. It was so funny. And you know what? I can't even, we can't even, I can't even talk about anything else after that because that was the highlight of the episode for me is the fact that Erica said Sutton doesn't get second dates because she doesn't deep throat. And you, who knows? We None of us will know. Remember? <laughs> I can't, guys. It was too much. Good episode. So much drama. The girls are arguing. Like, I just, hopefully there is like some type of path forward between Sutton and Kyle I just like I feel like there's I feel like she's just going to insert herself though more into like the marriage status of everything and you better believe we're going to talk about it if she does I'm going to throw my opinion out there um but I want to know what you guys are thinking of Real Houses of Beverly Hills so far so drop a comment let me know are you enjoying it I am like It is not as dramatic as I thought it was going to be, but there is nothing wrong with that. Not every season can be filled with drama and like crazy shit, but I'm still enjoying it. It's still fun for me to see the girls get together and like do what they do. We need to talk about Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy. The ladies are back in St. Bart's. Peacock, God bless you for giving this to us right before Christmas. Peacock dropped three episodes on Thursday, and they do not disappoint. Now, like I said earlier in the episode, I only watched the first full two. We are only going to talk about episode one. And then I'm going to finish the rest of what is out now in next week's episode, and we'll talk about it all at once, but I, I, I need to talk about it because it's like the premiere episode. It is so good. I'm so happy the girls are back. We have Ramona. We, uh, <laughs> we have Sonia. We have Countess Luann. We have 
Kristen Takeman, we have Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone, Dorinda Medley, and I think that's everyone. One, two, three. Yeah, that's everyone. Um, and so the ladies head to St. Bart's. This is where they went in season five, where everything went down with the pirates. Um, and they're in the same house. It is wild. So we're two minutes in, and these ladies are talking about how they already need to find hot guys to fuck. Um, it was amazing. These women don't like let a minute go by. They like stay on top of it. And I'm loving the flashbacks, right? So throughout this entire episode, we're getting flashbacks back to Scary Island. We're getting flashbacks back to St. Bart's when they had first went on the trip. And we're getting like flashbacks to times where like they were on the show and it was, it is like a little nostalgic to see. And I'm just obsessed with it. Um, it was great. We get the scenes of like catching up with the ladies all getting ready for the trip. And uh, we see Kristen and her family and her children are so grown and she lives in LA now. And we get to see Kelly getting ready for the trip uh, with her daughter and her daughter's 23. I was like, I literally had to do a double take because they showed a picture of this like grown woman on the bed with Kelly while she was getting ready for the trip. And I thought it was like her assistant. So I had to rewind to see what the tag was that they like labeled her as. And it said Kelly's daughter. And I was like, holy shit. Her daughter's like a full grown adult. It was wild. Um, so it was, it's just cool to like see them all get ready and gets a little glimpse into the life since we haven't seen Kristen for eight years. Kelly, it's been so long. Um, so it was nice to see. Uh, the ladies arrive at the villa, which still had some of the same staff um, from when the ladies went 10 years ago. So the chef was the same. Um, the chef had remembered Ramona and was like, I think that like I we took care of you guys 10 years ago. And Ramona like hugs the chef for like remembering her and was like, come here, give me a hug. Yet she can't remember Kristen's name, who she filmed a whole show with. And she just saw like saw a couple years ago, like in the Hamptons. Like I, to me, that's just like a fucking shtick that she has where she like acts like she doesn't remember who anybody is because she thinks it's funny. But it's not. It's annoying. Um, and I just don't like it. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like it. She really irked me. This in like in these first couple episodes, and I'm just like so annoyed. She was just. She's just so annoying and so rude. Um, but it all makes sense, though, right? Because she is annoying and rude, and it gets even worse uh, in the next like couple of moments because the girls are like getting ready to like they're acclimated in their rooms there was the whole room situation whatever that gets cleared up it's time for them to have lunch Ramona's cranky because she hasn't eaten in 24 hours um so she's yelling for all of the women to come down to the table and not even like hey guys like come on time to eat she's like screaming for the women to like come down to the lunch table and you guys know my favorite part of these trips or like anything regarding the housewives are like the employees who have like side comments about what's going on on these shows while they're like serving and they're filming. And the one man goes, 
she's not stopped that one talking about Ramona and the other lady that's in the kitchen with him goes, Oh, she's the boss. (laughs) I hope we get more of those moments. Like with the captions of what they think about everything. It was so funny. Um, Ramona did apologize to to Dorinda for yelling, but we all know that Ramona's apologies are trash and she never really means any of them. Um, They did a montage of all of the apologies that Ramona has ever given. And it was just like, I can't. It's just like, it's so annoying. But it is what it is. We get a full conversation about Dorinda talking about how she's on pause. There is a moment between her and Kristen um, that they're talking about this. And Dorinda says, like, you were fired. I was put on pause. And Kristen literally handled it so well. She goes, well, I may have been fired, And you may have been put on pause, but we're on the same show right now. So she's not wrong. Equal playing field. You guys are both in the same position right now. And I don't, obviously, you know, Dorinda did not like that. Dorinda hates when people question her about her being on pause. And it was just like so ridiculous for the reaction, but it was such good fucking TV. It was so funny. And there were just like little moments where Dorinda was like, Oh, it's going to be nice to get to know you again. You've been gone for so long. And Kristen straight up tells her like, well, girl, your show doesn't even exist anymore. So we're like in the same spot and she's not wrong. Right. There is no more like old Roni. We are in the new Roni era and everyone is loving it. Um, I think it's time to accept that the pause is permanent And although she may be asked to be, although she may be asked to come back to other types of shows like Ultimate Girls Trip or maybe something else in the future, her status as a housewife is permanently paused. (laughs) So it was just, it's so funny to see her, like how mad she gets. And I fucking love me some Dorinda Medley. That woman is crazy as hell. She's got the crazy blonde hair and the clothes that are just like over the top. And I just, I love her so much, but it is so funny to see her get worked up over that one little piece um, of information about being on pause. So the ladies get ready. They go to dinner. Now they go to the restaurant that Luann's friend Kat used to own um, 10 years ago. She since sold it, whatever the girls are sitting down, they're having a whole great conversation Luann finally tells the ladies about what actually happened with the pirate, right? Because if you remember, they all said earlier in the episode, they cannot wait to hear like the pirate story. And she goes, I'm going to tell you guys later at dinner. So she tells them now about uh, the pirate story. And so she says she was hanging with friends from Milan. Heather and Carol had like called her while they were at the house and said that they were like still awake. So she had brought, friends back and she had brought back the pirate um, but she said she did not sleep with him Um, but she did try to cover it up because she did not want to hurt Jacques and it makes sense right so many years later I feel like if she actually did do it now would be the time for her to like step up and say that she did it because she's not with Jacques anymore I don't even know if he's married or has like a girlfriend 
whatever, regardless. Like it would just now would be the appropriate time for her to say she owned it. She's in such a spot right now in her life where she's like doing whatever she wants, hooking up with dudes, traveling. Like I feel like this is a time that she would actually say if she did or if she didn't. And she said that she didn't. But we get Sonia. And we know Sonia loves to play like it up for the camera and love that, obsessed with that. She calls her out and says, well, you told me you slept with him and that we swapped semen. Girl. <laughs> First of all, that's disgusting. Come up with like a better term for it. But Luann's like, no, I never told you that. It never did. And then they do. I, God, that's why you got to love the flashbacks because these women do not remember what they say or what they did. But the editors in production do, and they found it. And it was actually Sonia insinuating that Luann had slept with the pirate saying that now that they were semen sisters or some shit. I don't know. That's disgusting. Um, I will say, though, at the end of the first episode, they did um, kind of portray Kristen to be, like, a fan of the show and not, like, a housewife. Like, Like, there was a fan on vacation with them and not a former housewife. And Kelly says that, like, Kristen is the Google of housewives and they flash back to like her memory of everything so far that she's like talked about, about the shows. And it just made her come off like a fan that's on the trip. And to me for a moment, I was like, Oh my God, like, why is she even here? (laughs) Like she's been gone for so long and I get maybe wanting to like get back in the mix. Um, it just seemed kind of like an odd casting choice to like throw Kristen into it. But then again, she did film for a couple seasons with some of the ladies. So like, if you're going to throw it back, she would be a good one to bring in. I don't know. It just seemed a little odd. She's, it would have been like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, she knew a lot about what was going on. And Kelly did an imitation of her. Like, Oh my God, like season four, episode two, you did this. And Kelly said that it made her like not really want to hang out with Kristen, which is kind of fucked up because she was on the show as well. But like, would you not want to hang out with like Tamara and Teddy or like other people who have maybe like shows that they where they talk about everything about Bravo, you know, that were on Bravo, but now they aren't anymore because they know a lot. You wouldn't want to hang out with them. I don't know. It was a little strange. I didn't really like it. But the season looks promising. I am so excited for what is to come. Um, I don't know how many episodes we're going to get, but let me tell you, it just keeps getting better because see, episode two was so freaking good. So if you do not have Peacock, you need to get on it. I, I love Peacock. It's like my favorite app to use to watch everything. So make sure to get on it. Start watching it. You're so, you don't need to watch any of the other ultimate girls trips in order to know what's going on with this it's just such a good show the ladies are crazy it's nice to see the og ladies of roni all together they are a bunch of fucking crazy broads and i love every single one of them so i can't wait to talk about this more with you guys over the next couple of weeks while it's airing and i hope you're enjoying it because it is so freaking good a couple things we gotta go over We got the season 11 Vanderpump Rules trailer. And let me tell you, I'm obsessed. I can't wait. January 30th cannot get here soon enough. 
There is so much going on. Sheena made out with Tom Schwartz. Like, what? Where'd that? And I know that she had said that that was supposed to be like a secret that they like took to the grave. I'm assuming this is like years and years and years and years ago. Who knows how that's going to play out? I'm obsessed with this girl with the pink hair who is in a love triangle with Tom Schwartz and Katie. They showed like Katie making out with her and then Tom making out with her. And she says that like she's in a love triangle with the divorce couple. I'm obsessed with that storyline. I need to see more of it. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, There is just so much. Ariana and like her attention she's getting from the breakup doesn't seem to be sitting well with Lala. And she says that she has never seen a woman get cheated on and then be treated like she's God. I I can't wait for all of it. I really, I just, it's going to be so freaking good. It was dramatic. It was explosive. It's going to deliver. I feel like it's going to be such a hard season for the whole entire group. Hopefully we get some like good moments out of it as far as like maybe like the rebuilding of some friendships or relationships and some new business ventures. Jax is going to be in it. Not full time. I'm sure he just pops into a couple episodes, but that was good to see. Um, I just think it's going to be great. Now I thought it was going to come out early January. Now, if you remember, Raquel had released the fact that she is going to be launching a podcast in the beginning of January. And uh, a lot of people were speculating that she was going to drop this podcast the same time as the Vanderpump Rules premiere so she can maybe kind of get some, like, clout off of that. But now it's not coming out until the end of January. I wonder if she's going to alter her premiere date. If she does, then we, we know that like she's doing this on purpose. But I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be so freaking good. I can't wait. We see like Tom with Joe, which I don't know, guys. I don't know how I feel about her because I've heard some like so many negative things on people who have done other podcasts about her, how she's just so fucking annoying. And she came off a little annoying to me too in the trailer. Listen, I don't trust her as far as I can like throw anything because she let Tom get that blonde hair. And I hate, I love me some Tom Schwartz. I've always loved Tom Schwartz. I hate him with that blonde hair. It drives me fucking crazy. Um, He needs to, I'm so happy he doesn't have it anymore, but um, I'm just ready. I'm ready for Vanderpump rules to come back. It was so, it came back quick. Like if you think about it, it like within six months, which is such a fast turnaround. So um, I just, guys, I, I just love them. I can't wait to, for them to get back and like, we get to see what is going on with them. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it. It's going to be good. There are a couple other things that we do need to speak about. I want to talk about what the fuck is going on in Atlanta guys, I'm sure a bunch of you had seen, I had posted the a clip of the video of the argument that went down with Croy and Kim and the body cam footage that was released by the police officer. And Croy is 
popping off. He's saying the money's gone. They have no house. She's fucking other men. Their life is destroyed. This, that, and the other. Now, these two are so exhausting when it comes to this divorce that, like, I really could care less about what's going on with the two of them anymore until I saw that video. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. And not even 24 hours later was Kim on Instagram selling men's size 13 designer shoes. What the fuck? You were just in your car crying about how you hate this man and you want to leave. And now you're like selling shit on Instagram stories. I don't, I don't know. And I, you know what? You never know with this fucking girl because she seems to just do everything for show. We all know she's the queen of the, those clickbait stories. If I see one more person ask me if Kim Bierman is pregnant, I'll give you a little hint on how you know if this shit is fake. They turn if they if you see a clickbait like she posted that sonogram photo and then like circled her name and then said like Lincoln stories and then turned off her comments. She shut off her comments because she knows everyone's going to call her out for posting clickbait. It has nothing to do with her being pregnant. That's just a little tip for you because there's a lot of there's a couple housewives that do post that stuff. I've also seen a couple other pages that post it where they 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 know what they're doing. They're getting paid every time you click the link. Um, and the story has nothing to do with what, like, the main feed post has. You know what I mean? So it's just a mess. Listen, I hope for the sake of those kids, those two can figure it the fuck out because they have a lot of small children in that house, and it just does not seem like a safe environment. They're fucking wilding out there in Atlanta. That shit's crazy. I saw that video. I watched it, like, ten times. I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. Um... But it is what it is. They're in TMZ every other day. So who knows what the hell is going to happen next. Guys, if you did not see already, they have released the cast of Vanderpump Villa, which is going to air on Hulu. It's not Bravo, but it is Bravo adjacent since it's going to be Lisa Vanderpump's show. Um, All of these employees are from the States. They go to this French villa in... France, obviously, it's a French villa, um, and they are working. They ha- and we're just going to see the dynamics of the relationship and the romance and the drama and all of this stuff. The cast is very attractive. I can't wait to watch it. And essentially, what is happening is Lisa wants to know if she's going to turn this chateau into like a hotel. So she's like testing that out as well. Um, no release date on that yet, but go check out the cast. Um, You can get to know them. A lot of them are from like LA, Vegas, Atlanta, New York. Um, I started following a few of them on Insta just to kind of get a vibe for like how they are. Uh, But that should, I'm assuming since they just released the cast, we should probably be getting a trailer or something for that soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I know that I really haven't gotten to talk a lot about Winter House really much at all. So, Next week, I'm going to cover the season in general because their finale is on Tuesday along with their reunion. So we'll be able to cover all of it. And there's, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on Winter House. I love that show, but like it popped off in there for a minute and it was crazy. So I want to talk about that with you guys. Um, we're going to cover some other shows that we haven't been able to cover yet. Guys, they also dropped the Traders 2 trailer. 
Traders 2 is going to be on Peacock, and it is going to start streaming on January 12th. We got five people from Bravo. We have um, Phaedra, Sheree, MJ, Larsa, Tamra. So I can't wait to watch those ladies. That's going to be a good show. Um, so much coming up, guys. It's like crazy for the end of the year that we're getting all this stuff. But with that said, our time here has come to an end. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I know I kind of babbled on and on and on for a while, um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure that you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, sending the link to your friends so they can come and party with us and like talk about all of this shit. Um, and I just hope you guys have the best weekend ever. I will talk to you guys next week. Pop in tomorrow for our Southern Charm pop-up. All the things. I love ya. And have the best weekend. A Huda Media Productions.